Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I am your host, Brian Wampler, again, back with my friend and co-host, Blake Wyland. I'm Blake. here. How's your smoky house? It's uh, not smoky anymore, but we're still unpacking mountains and mountains of boxes. So that's, that's fun. It's like moving without moving, kind of. Exactly. Awesome. It's exactly like, it's like it, moving except- out of your house and moving back into it. Which yes, reminds except me, that when you when you reminds box me of my move, first marriage, actually. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, when you when you move yourself, though, generally you don't like take like everything and individually wrap it mm-hmm. and then put it in a box. You just kind of put it in a box and then maybe individually wrap the things that are really breakable. Now, just imagine, just like your remote controls are all individually wrapped and just placed in a, and like, like with thick, thick bubble wrap and, and packing tape. So it's almost like, almost like Christmas then. No, that's what people keep saying. It's really not. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You got the same thing you had last year. Yes, exactly. Except for some stuff, which we threw in the garbage cause we couldn't do anything with it. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you so. know, like I said, last time we talked about it, the guitars are all safe. So, and you know, you know, nothing. We didn't lose anything that any of us cared about. So that's all that matters. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, and nobody died. Well, <laughs> I guess well, yeah. that's, that's really what the. I, I that's assume that's kind of what you meant, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I found a renewed interest in playing guitar, man. You you teased me about that, but mm-hmm. you said to save it for the podcast. So yeah. what 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 do you, what do you, what well, you got going? Well, first, I, I guess I should apologize to the listeners because we didn't do a podcast last week. Uh, or it's I, like it was a busy te- week or something. Technically, earlier this week, yeah, during over Christmas. So my apologies, dude. But I needed some time off. I needed a break. We both had a, a lot of stuff, and then Christmas on top of it. So you know, yep. So it goes right. Sorry, guys. So, um, so anyways, so keep in mind that over the past, I don't know, six months, nine months, somewhere in that area, maybe longer, um, a lot, I've been playing guitar, but not like the normal guitar I would play. So in other words, what that means is that I would be playing through an effect of some sort trying to do trying to get ready for things that we're going to do in 2019 and 20 right as mm-hmm. from a design perspective which generally it's like playing a couple chords here and there it's it's not it's not really like playing playing i mean you're playing some chords but you're not really it's like testing it's it's more like testing you know it's kind of like uh you know if you're, if, <clears throat> if you're riding a bicycle it's just Picking up the back wheel and spinning the pedals, like yep, it works. You know, rather than actually mm-hmm. riding the bicycle. <laughs> um, so uh, from that perspective, I, I actually started getting really burned out, just really burned out on guitar in general. And um, and I think it really came down to I kind of got away from where my roots were. Mm-hmm. So just over over this break. I, I intentionally made myself stay away, stay out of the barn, stay out of the room, you know, just uh, stay at home with your red dead, you know, drink a few beers, hang out with family, stay away from guitars. Totally. Stay off Facebook, stay off everything. Like just remove yourself from the internet basically, which is what I did. 
And then, um, you know, my wife was doing some things out of the house. The kids were gone. And I got really bored. <laughs> Real bored. <laughs> that happens. Yes. And so I went over across the street to my barn where the room is that you see there on YouTube. Uh, or I should say rooms. It's kind of like a little studio. Anyways, um, pulled out a guitar. And you and I had talked about Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up Spotify, listened to it. And I'm like, huh. And I heard some stuff in passing here and there, but I never sat down and like went through his entire catalog. Right. So that's what mm-hmm. I did. Went through uh, his entire catalog, look up all the different um, new old, I, I call it retro country. I don't know what the term actually is, but basically new country that's more like old country. Went through all the different playlists just to find different new artists. And um, that prompted me to pick up my trusty Whitfield Telecaster. Plug it into a PV Classic 50, which I'll talk about here in a minute because it's special now. And um, started playing with just a regular flat pick like what I'd been doing for the past year, year and a half or whatever. And I was like, ah, just not feeling it. And then um, I'm like, you know what I'm missing? The thumb pick. Stuck the thumb pick on. Now, if you know, it's it's like, so this type of thumb pick, it's not like a mandolin pick that's skinny. This is like an actual pick that wraps around your finger. It's made yeah, by, I've seen them. Mm-hmm. It's made by Herco. Herco Heavies, by the way, in case you're wondering. You're probably not, but in case you are. Um, so stuck that dude on and it felt like I was home. It, so it felt like once I, <clears throat> once I started noodling around and I, I spent, I mean, I've been spending hours out here just like relearning things that I knew years ago, like relearning mm-hmm. all my old chops and all that sort of thing. And, um, it, it, I started to kind of feel like I first did before, you know, whenever I was just getting into the guitar effect game, you know? Um, so it's been, it's been really cool. It's like, I don't know. It's like a renewed inspiration of sorts. All because of a guitar pick. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that you intentionally got away from it for a while, too? Like, yes. I'm not going to mess with it. And yeah, then be- you came yeah. back and you were like, oh, yeah, my old friend, the thumb pick. Yeah, because you in years. It's it's weird when, you're, when your hobby turns into your business because sometimes you, you got to put the hobby hat aside and put keep the business hat on. So if you're, um, let me, let me think of an example. So let's say, let's say I'm creating, uh, I don't know, uh, a chorus just, just for example. Mm-hmm. Now me personally, I'm not a big fan of chorus, but let's say that I, I need to create the effect for the line. So I've got to put in the work to make this guitar effect, right? Um, it's not particularly inspiring when you do that, but sometimes it just has to be done, you know? And I say chorus, it's not that I don't like, it's not that chorus is what I was working on. I'm just, this is just, you know, an arbitrary example. Um, so I can't tell you what I was actually working on. That would be stupid. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I completely got away from it because the stuff I was doing required more chord work and less bedeedle bedeedles, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the baducas, 
It required mm-hmm. less of the of the bedeckas and uh, more of the brings, you know, mm-hmm. which which would be the sound of strumming chords. Bring, bring. Um, and so as a, uh, I guess what really ended up happening since I sat in a room for fourteen hours a day strumming chords, the last thing I wanted to do to unwind was play guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it kind of took me, uh, like you said, I, I just kind of uh, kind of went to the left a little bit, and uh, the thumb pick brought me right back to center. Did you always play with a thumb pick back in the day? I don't know if we've ever really we've talked about your chicken picking. Yeah, I. Um, but does that mean thumb picking always? No, because when I was uh, so keep in mind, I'm forty, <coughs> forty four years old. Um, I had to do the math on that one. I started playing. I was ten. No, I was seven. I started playing. I was seven. So through the eighties, I was like a major. I still am, but I was a huge George Lynch fan. Like I was in the Rat. I was in the Motley Crue. I was in all that type of eighties stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I tried to play that, and I just suck. I just completely suck at that. I I, I have. I've tried to sit with a metronome for years on end, practicing my alternate picking, and I cannot. I do not have the ability to shred in that way. I I just physically don't have it. In the same way that I can't squat three hundred pounds like a, a normal one hundred sixty five pound man should be able to. I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Um. That's probably a weird analogy for people that aren't into uh, weight training. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, don't, I think most 165-pound dudes can't squat 300 pounds. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, if you've been working out for seven or eight years, you probably can. <laughs> if you've been weight training for seven or eight years and you're 165 pounds, most people can squat you know, closer to 300 or at least at least 250. Let's call it 250. All right. That sounds – okay. All right. Okay. But – um. I just don't have the ability to, and I've always wanted to. So anyways, let's fast forward a little bit to uh, the 90s whenever, um, you know, Kurt Cobain made it cool to not know how to play guitar very well. <laughs> I mean, that Thank sounds, goodness for that. That helped me immensely. That sounds bad, but we went from we went from shredding, like we went from Yngwie Malmsteen, right, into mm-hmm. three-note solos, you know? And they, and you didn't have to have the guitar in tune, like it was acceptable. So I played played a lot of that kind of stuff, and eventually, around the middle '90s, I got bored. Um, friend of mine was in a country band; they needed a country guitarist, and I'm like, I don't know how to play country. They're like, Ah, you'll figure it out. Come on, come come with us. <laughs> uh, so I did. So that's that's what got me into Brent Mason. So I started learning Brent Mason stuff. Um, you know, the Alan Jacksons and all, all, all the stuff that he did, uh, him and Dan Huff, big, huge inspirations of mine. Um, and then, of course, found Paisley after that. But, and th- those three guys together, basically, I would say, formed the melodic style that comes naturally. And I wouldn't say that, not, not that I'm like this virtuoso, I'm not, but the stuff that I play, like I'm, I'm kind of stealing bits and pieces from these guys. It's like, it's kind of like they taught me English and I'm speaking with phrases they use. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I'd say from the from the um, <clears throat> maybe maybe late '90s or so, I got my first thumb pick, and uh, that was uh, for some reason the baducas come much easier to me than the whatever that is. Yeah, I I can relate. Some things just they they just I don't know they resonate with you. I I mean I I I can't do any of that. So at least you got baducas on your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm just so, like, what happens when I put my fingers here? Whoa, that was weird. <laughs> what happens it, when I put them over here and switch them around? Whoa, it, that was weird too. Yeah, I spent. I bet I spent four hours last night just in writing, uh, quote unquote, writing, coming up with new licks, just new interesting open string licks. Mm-hmm. Had, hadn't done that forever, and I did that, and I was like. This this is fun. I, this is this is fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I was excited. I came in and texted you. I'm like, I like guitar again, Blake. I like it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally, can't stop being such a one sided conversation over here. And not, and not that I hated it, just that it 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 was getting hard to be inspired to talk about it. I if think I, of it like this. I think of it like if if I was sent a truckload of was. And I, and I was told to test them all. As much as I like playing guitar, I would uh, I would hate that. Like, I wouldn't want to test out a truckload of waz. Right. By the time you get to about the 70th one, you're like, I get it. Wah, 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 wah. That's what it does. That's the sound it yeah. makes. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, for me, it'd be that by the time I got to the first one. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Not that I don't like guys who... I've talked about this before, I think. Not that I don't like players who use Wah effectively. They definitely, there's definitely a time and place for it. It's that much like you can't shred, I can't Wah. I can't Wah effectively. I can like put it into like a cocked position and like leave it stationary as like a filter sweep or something. But I can't like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back. So, so are you saying that you don't have the physical ability to move the Wah at the time that you pick the note? Not at the right time. It just doesn't. It always sounds stupid and forced. Like it doesn't sound right. I don't know. It doesn't sound like, like if I tried to play a Hendrix riff that required wah, it would sound like some idiot not knowing what he was doing. That's fascinating. I've never known anyone that couldn't wah before. Well, I just talked to Jamie from Earthquaker. He doesn't know how to wah either. Jamie doesn't wah. He doesn't wah. Really? He's like me. He doesn't wah. Jamie's Wallace. He's he's Wallace. He doesn't care about Wa. Holy crap! It's like yeah, we it's, were talking about it, and I was like, I, you know, I was like, I'm starting to detect that you're like me and don't really have much use for a Wa pedal. And he's like, just he said almost exactly what I said. And I, for those who think I'm like, maybe I'm butchering what he said, but it's recorded back on the uh, Tone Mob podcast he was on. So I may be phrasing it a little bit weird, but he was like, no, I'll use it as like a filter thing, but yeah, I don't use it in a traditional sense, and that's the same with me. Interesting. Yeah, and see, I I guess I kind of grew up with that stuff, you know, with Slash and Jerry Cantrell and of course I mean of course the Hendrix and stuff, but I was more in I was more into like Appetite for Destruction and uh early Alice and Chain stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I uh yeah, that 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 part's not really that odd to me. Now I can't I can't play slide worth crap. Can I and I've tried. I can't I, I can hack my way through some stupid stuff, 
but I can't really effectively play slide. You know, like I, if I was in a in a blues bar somewhere and they threw a slide at me, I would be booed off stage. Speaking of slides, you know what I've I really really want to do, although I know that it would take an extreme amount of dedication and this kind of tees into some of the Sturgill stuff. I really really have got like this deep desire to learn steel guitar. I would, I think that is one of the most gorgeous sounding instruments on the planet. Have you tried man, it? It looks hard. No, it, it looks so oh, hard. It is harder, but it's so fun and satisfying. And it, it, if you if you like that kind of stuff, it's really cool. Because all, all the different levers that you can move your knee, you know, you're moving your knees and your feet around to bend notes up, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of it tweaks your brain in a different way of okay, when I'm on this on this chord, I can tweak this note up to do this one particular thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's fascinating. I I I would love to be able to play it more, but um, yeah, I'm not very good at that either. You have one. I don't know. No buddy of mine has one. I played his song. I've been thinking about thinking about buying one. I thought about just getting a lap steel and starting there just to kind of get that part down and then trying to get, go the, with the full pedal steel. Maybe. I mean, lap steel is quite a bit different than like a pedal steel. It is, but like, isn't it? I mean, I am, I am really ignorant to this. So isn't it like the same concept for the hand part, though? Right. Well, I mean. It, which is kind of the same concept as a guitar laying on your lap. Just is it? Just, I thought it was tuned different. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you tune it to a chord of some sort. You can, there's different ways to tune it. You know, mm. yeah, but it's it's tuned to some sort of chord structure, depending on how you tune it. For the most part, yeah. I mean, there's there's I have seen people. There are people that have played with the standard tuned guitar and can just completely rip it apart. You know. Not me, but there are people that can do that. Oh, you know. Well, that's that's true. I'm talking just I, regular slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention, kind of to backtrack a little bit. I forgot to mention my P. I talking about my PV, my PV class. Oh yeah, 50. you said it was special. What, what's yeah. up with it? So okay, so um, during the course of my week here, where you know I found found myself. There I was in the meadow. <laughs> rediscovered I found, himself. I yes. rediscovered myself and reinvented my life. Um, I so I have a. I've if you, if you watch my videos, you may have seen a few times where I played through the PV Classic Fifty. It's a. It's a, it's an older one. It's not one of the brand brand new ones. Reverb Tank you get doesn't. Amp, though. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Reverb Tank doesn't work. I I started tearing that apart and I got bored, so I quit. Messing with that. I didn't use a pedal for reverb anyways. But anyways, um, so I tore that apart, ripped the speakers out because the speakers suck in those things. Um, that's my personal opinion, not one of PVs, I'm sure. But I uh, came, with, <laughs> came with Blue Marvels, and I don't I don't like them in that amp. I just don't like them. What I Hartley's do, so offended right now. What I, well, and Harley's a good guy too, honestly. Um, <laughs> what I do like is um, – I got you know I've got a bunch of selections I got a bunch of WGS and like one Eminence maybe two Eminence speakers anyways but what I found works really good in that amp are WGS Green Berets now which they're kind of like a Greenback really similar to a Greenback actually um, uh, Greenback being Celestian so but I found that Green Berets just have I don't I don't know what it is but it's got a special something to it that just kills with those amps the clean tone is way better the distorted channel 
is quite a bit better. And um, it just – all the way around, it just sounds better to me. More present, more live. Just – it's a different amp when you stick Green Berets in it. And uh, and I was going to tweak on the circuit some, I and I probably still will at some point, but I – I uh, buttoned it back up to play with the speakers and liked it so much. I never, I haven't taken it back apart yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you got it where where you want. Then why bother going inside? Wait, be, because you can. Oh well, <laughs> but that's but Brian, you're asking. There's, you're there's asking capacitors me. that'll get you in there. You're, I can't be. I can't be bothered. That's like saying you have a Boss SD one. Why would you ever modify it? Because you can. That's why. I'm not worried about the Boss SD1 killing me. <laughs> well, the the trick is to not have it plugged in. Okay, so oh. that's, that's, that's the first trick. The I se- should have thought of that. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. The second trick is make sure the capacitors are drained. Put a jumper wire over the power capacitor so it can't, you know, get more. It can't, um, you think I would explain it. So in some amps, depending how they're set up, they can, it can actually kind of recharge with voltage, with capacitors. Mm-hmm. So we're jumper, jumpering over those so they don't. It's jumpering to ground. And, uh, and that makes it safe. So Unless you yeah. burn yourself, then that's not too safe. So you, get, you know, <laughs> burn yourself. But. Burn with the soldering iron. Right. You, don't, you want to hold the handle on the soldering iron and not the tip like, like some, uh, some people insist you do. There is a there's a very famous stock photo that yes. you've probably seen before. Yes, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't don't hold it like that. <laughs> if you Google incorrect soldering iron holding, I'm sure you'll people will see what we mean. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, it is quite fantastic. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's my that is my uh, PB Classic 50. I have a 30 here as well that I'm going to mess with at some point. Probably this week. I also have a little Palomino crate. If I don't know if you've noticed this or not, I'm actually kind of a nerd for like older, less expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like the thing I've been geeking out about lately is an old '90s Digitech RP10. I think it was late '90s. Have you been wanting to find one of those for a yeah, while now? Haven't yeah, you? and I had I had actually someone reached out to me um, for, who listens to the podcast that offered uh, offered to make a trade with me on it. So I think it's an RP. I think they have an RP ten. So I don't know. I may the the prices on them are pretty inexpensive. I think I've seen them go for like forty or fifty bucks on eBay here recently. So um, I don't know. But, but what I, is I, it about the RP ten that you liked? I can't remember. I think it's more of a of a nostalgia thing. I think I think so. I, I also like. It's fascinating to me on what companies did at that time that was groundbreaking mm-hmm. in a weird sort of way. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm a, I have, I'm a sucker for that. I've got a, a line six pod next to me that I, I like to screw around with. I got a, a V amp. I like to screw around with. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm what, thinking I'm getting, what's a V amp. I don't remember what that is. It's a Behringer. It's like a, it's, I think it was supposed to compete with the line six pod. Okay. Um, so so they cloned it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not exactly, but it's kind of a similar idea. To be really honest with you, I think it works better and sounds better. Uh, oh, interesting. It's, it's not as robust. It's plastic rather than metal. And I've never had a problem with it, but I've heard other people talk about how they 
break easily, but I've ne- I've had two of them now. I've never broken it. Um, no, actually, I take that back. The first one I think I did break, but it was my fault. I think it like dropped out of the truck or something, hit the ground. So <laughs> he was but, four uh, by him with his Behringer. And but yeah, uh, actually, with this V amp, this is the V amp three I got right now, which is a newer one. Um, I, I've been thinking about doing a video showing how to get. Um, I hate to say better or as good as, but I would say tones equally, um, very similar, very similar in sound to the actual amp. So here's what I'm saying. I got a Fender Twin set up. I got the V amp set up. I can, with the use of impulse response technology, I can get, I would say, a better sound from the V amp than I can that Fender Twin. Really? Mm-hmm. And I, I um, actually had Travis play it, too, and he was blown away. He was like, holy crap, that sounds better than the twin. Well, he didn't say holy crap, but he said something that's really a lot like that. <laughs> Travis? No. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I know it's it's really odd for a guitar panel manufacturer to buy, you know, what is that, $100 maybe, $80? And um, want to do a video about how you can get good sounds out of inexpensive equipment. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like uh, Rolex doing a video on how Timex watches work well. <laughs> <laughs> these are just as good. <laughs> you should just use these instead, right? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it's an instead. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. You need. You need this tool in your arsenal. That's how I look at it. We've talked about that That's- before. It's That's how I view a lot, a lot of the multi-effects in general. Um, I've been asked about the H9 a lot, the Eventide H9. Yeah. Well, I have, I don't own one, and I haven't like spent a ton of time with them. I thought, man, this is a... Every time I played them, I thought, this is an extremely impressive piece of gear that I would only use as like a backup if I was in a cover band. Yeah. It's kind of how I viewed that that thing. It's like, it's it's not like the end-all, be-all anything, but it it, it does have so much stuff in there that it does justify the price it's just like that's the white one with one dial right yeah and then okay. you kind of access everything through the app and you yeah. it's really powerful yeah i've got uh, i have one of those i'm just um i'm not a big fan of it and and the reason i'm not a big fan of it is because i actually want the knobs i don't like having to mess with the app to change stuff i don't love that either i don't know if that's old man ish or not but that was kind of my gripe too like while that's super impressive I'd rather just be able to just turn the knob. Yeah. I just, every time I wanted to change something like, man, it'd be awesome if it just had a freaking knob to change that parameter Mm -hmm. rather than click this and do this and scroll over and turn this, you know, turn the, turn the one knob this way or download the app. And I just, I don't want that. I just give me a knob, man. Give me a knob. It's just that I, I get it with that one though. Cause it's so in, it's so intensive. You would, it would be, 30 times the size and have 400 knobs on it. If you did, you know, I'm not saying there's probably not a different way they could have adapted it, but you know, there's, there's a lot going on with that thing. Well, and to be really honest, I mean, it's pretty groundbreaking. It one, if you think about it, one knob that can do all that stuff, it's the size of, um, you know, a standard dual button pedal, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not big. It's not stupid heavy. So it's, and, and the stuff in it sounds really good. Plus, you can download new things for it. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. from that perspective, like for, with my engineering hat, and no, I'm not an engineer, but with the engineer hat on, um, it, it's fantastic. 
when I, with my thumb pick on, I'm like, damn it, I need a knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's I, I definitely feel the same way about it. So, all right. So you and uh, lastly, you're talking about maybe not lastly. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you're talking about you just had a demo with Chase Bliss. Oh, yeah, I've done I've only done two demos so far. Uh, I talked about the Demogorgon one a long time ago. So we did another one for the Chase Bliss Dark World, which is kind of nice because that thing's perpetually available. So people should be continuing to look for it and hopefully they find the demo useful. But uh, I'm new to the demo game, so I'm really trying hard to present an angle that's not the same as the standard demo stuff that people have been doing because there's been a lot of people doing it really well for so long uh, that I don't feel like I have anything to add. So I'm trying to, you know, kind of do a little bit of a different presentation and and inject more of my stupid personality into it uh, to just try to make it a little, I don't know, try to make it as interesting as it can be for a piece of content that I help produce. And uh, this one was kind of fun because we we did an intro piece and we we took some drone footage for the for the like couple minute intro piece for it. And it I thought it turned out really fun. It's not it's not perfect. There's some things I'd like to do different next time. But yeah, we, we were, took some drones and we're flying above the city at night while I was playing this this riff through the pedal and, you know, it just taking kind of this artsy fartsy footage and, and making sort of a music video intro thing. And then then we get into the demo and I act like a buffoon. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good time. Did you play a wall during it? No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No walls I, on that. I video. own a, a, I own a Jimi Hendrix wah, a Dunlop Jimi Hendrix wah that I got years ago. And I can't, I, that's the one thing that I have that I could not tell you the last time I played it. So when we come out with our wah, are you going to play? Oops. Never mind. Oh, a wampler. A wampler. Hey, you know, could I get a royalty for that, by the way? I, I thought of that name for you. That's a that's a good idea. I've never heard of that before, ever. Ever. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to need a 10% on any... <laughs> 10% royalty, uh, huh? Yeah, 10%. Yeah. Seems reasonable. That's no problem. The price of them will be $450. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to be rolling in money. This is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to sell ones of them. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> You're going to sell one to one guy. It'd be me. <laughs> Just so I, so I can show people, like, I thought of the name for this. It's the Wampler. <laughs> oh, man. That's an old joke. That's an old, like, old guard chasing tone joke. The Wampler. Yes, and it's still, the thing is, it still gets requested that it's called that. And it's not going to be called that, I promise you. Oh, well, that's no, lame. No. Well, I can't promise you, but I'm pretty sure I would not call it the Wampler. I don't know though. Um, Maybe I should now, since like everybody and their brother uh, has suggested that. You know, I'm gonna put my branding hat on because you ha- you were wearing all these different hats. I'm gonna put one on. I'm gonna suggest that you don't do that. <laughs> where did where <laughs> did you get a branding hat? Okay. I want I want a branding hat. Oh well, you have to come to my my branding store. <laughs> Brands are us. Do you sell wall pedals? <laughs> Just wamplers. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting none funny. of that was funny. Why no, are we laughing? I don't. I don't know. That was dumb as hell. 
<laughs> I just laugh at how dumb I am. Some people think I laugh at myself when I'm on the podcast or uh, on any podcast, and I I crack a joke and I'm laughing. I'm not really laughing at it being funny. I'm laughing at how big of an idiot I am that I even said that. And so, you know. Yeah, so that's usually what I'm laughing at, too. You being an idiot. Yeah, that's a perfectly <laughs> acceptable thing. You do it on and off microphone, so I don't know why you'd change it. Oh, Blake, you know I love you. You know I love you. I think so. All right, so that's that's probably a good place to stop for this week, since I've got nothing else to talk about whatsoever. No, I'm kidding. Um, you do, but Nam's coming, so we I, can't talk about too yeah. much. It's unfortunately this is uh, this is scurry at the last moment to try to get things ready for Nam uh, time of the year. So, which means that I am really busy running around, even though I'm trying to take time off. Which then puts me in this tailspin of I really want time off, but I really have this stuff to do. So I get in procrastination mode. Which is the best mode for which is, every everything. Which, is, which basically means that I'll probably watch YouTube videos for the next six hours and then freak out next week because nothing's done. Good plan. <laughs> so, all right. So if anyone has any comments or questions, you can always email podcast at wamplerpedals.com. Check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob. M-O-B. Yep. The Tone Mob. Like, they shoot you with guns if you don't like guitar tone. And right. um, uh, email info at tonemob.com if you have any questions or just want to throw some cash his way. Uh, yeah, does, I mean, yeah, that's fine, too. Does Venmo, take, it, Venmo it, right? That'll yep. be fine. Uh, check him out on Patreon at The Tone Mob. Uh, for $45 a month, you can get dirty socks and a guitar pick. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>